Welcome to Uncomplicating Weight Loss and Life. I'm your host, Eva Rodriguez, proud Latina, single mom, certified life coach, and weight loss coach. I'm here to help high-achieving boss women lose their weight for the last damn time and up-level their lives. When it comes to your health, weight loss, and this thing called life, I'm not saying it'll always be easy, but it doesn't have to be complicated. The holiday season, or really any special day like a birthday or anniversary, can be especially difficult for those of us who've experienced the loss of someone we love. This time of year can be a time when those feelings of loss and grief are particularly heightened. At the very least, things are never quite the same again. You may experience a sense of dread, sadness, and even guilt during the holiday season, since it can seem like the entire world around us is celebrating joy and cheer. And even though when we generally think of grief, it's around someone we love who's died, it's important to note that we can feel all of the feelings of grief with the loss of a relationship as well. Grief is still grief. I have a client who is grieving the end of her marriage. I have another client who is grieving the end of a friendship with someone who she looked at as a mentor, which has devastated her. I also have a client grieving her estranged relationship with her brother and a client who recently had a miscarriage. Grief comes in many forms and hurts our hearts the same. As someone who is very familiar with grief and loss, at the time of this recording, it's a few days before Christmas, and one of my uncles actually died a few days ago of a heart attack. And it was completely unexpected and so sad that it happened so close to Christmas, which was always a really big deal in my mom's family. It's one of the only times where her entire family got together, and it's just really sad around this time right now. In case you're not familiar with my story, if you are new to me, my first experience with death and grieving was when I was four. It's actually my very first memories that to this day, I can remember like it happened yesterday. I had a sister, her name was Melissa, and she was one year older than me. And she died of cancer the week after she turned six. That had a really profound effect on me growing up. I always felt alone and misunderstood, and I was a really, really sad child. I often wonder how different my life would be if she hadn't died, and I miss her every single day. Fast forward to... 2015, my son, Christian's father, and I had been together for about three and a half years, and he died in a car accident shortly after the new year. We still had our Christmas tree up, and that is something that has always stuck with me because it was the first tree that we bought together as a couple, and I wanted it to be really big and beautiful with a train track going around it for our son to wake up Christmas morning. He was three when this happened, and that's what I wanted him to see when he woke up on Christmas morning. And I think I ended up just throwing the entire Christmas tree and the train tracks and the train and all of that in the dumpster with like all of the ornaments and lights. 
there are actually moments in my memory that I can't access anymore. I'm pretty sure I've blocked them out for self-preservation. And then the following year, my mother died of cancer just a few days before her 70th birthday. She died on October 30th which is basically around the start of the holiday season here in the United States, because right after Halloween, all of the, you know, holiday stuff goes up in the stores. And my mom loved Christmas so much. It was probably the only time that she was actually happy. She would decorate the whole house and she would cook all day on Christmas Eve because anyone familiar with the Latino culture, um, Christmas Eve is actually when we celebrate And my mom would sing songs all day. Um, She was known for her voice, which is where I get my voice from. And it was like she would muster up all of her energy to just be happy for that one day. Because every other day, my mom was really struggling with her mental health, um, depression, and later on with her physical health. And losing my mom like that and watching her health decline so quickly was one of the biggest reasons why I got into health coaching and weight loss coaching, because I learned that a lot of these illnesses are preventable. If you manage your stress levels, if you exercise, and if you eat the foods that nourish your body. And I honestly did not know that. It had never crossed my mind until after I lost my mom. So that's why I'm so passionate about all things mental health, physical health, emotional health, and wellness. And then the following year, I had to put my 15-year-old Shih Tzu to sleep. And I'd had him since he was two months old. His name was Sugar Baby Fluff. Yes, that was his name. And that was my first baby. My puppy and I did everything together. I got him when I lived in Florida right after college. And we moved to LA together. We moved back to Maryland together. I mean, that that little dog was with me for 15 years and it was really tough. And I share all this because everyone's story is different and we all process grief in our own way. But it's one of those things that we are not taught to process. And I don't think it's talked about enough because it's uncomfortable. The holidays will always be different after losing someone you love. And it's important to normalize that so that you don't feel bad or guilty for being more distant than usual, or because maybe you need to cry a little more, or maybe you're feeling blue. You might feel especially lonely, even though you're not physically alone. And that is all completely normal. So I wanted to just share five quick tips that I've used to help me cope with grieving during the holidays. Number one, start with setting an intention. So write this down. My main goal for this holiday or special event is. Some examples might be remembering the meaning that the holiday holds for me or combining new and old holiday traditions, honoring my loved one in this certain way. Then you can write down the action steps that you're going to take to achieve this intention. For example, making their favorite food to remember and honor them, or maybe even writing them a letter and expressing your thoughts and feelings and leaving it at their gravesite. And you can do this as many times and for as many of your missed loved ones as you need. It's important that you make a holiday plan that will help you feel prepared for the day. Include 
any emotional boundaries that you're going to want to put in place. For example, that may mean that you'll go visit family, but you'll take your own car so that you can leave whenever you're ready to leave. Number two, write down any traditions and rituals that are important for you to keep. For example, preparing certain foods or, you know, going to this person's house for a family gathering, any traditions that are unique to you. And also write down any new traditions that you may want to try. For example, having everyone around the table share a memory of your loved one or maybe volunteering or making a donation in your loved one's name. Anything that you can think of that will help you feel connected and that will help you feel like you're honoring them. Something that comes up sometimes when I've spoken to people who have lost loved ones is this, I guess, fear that they'll be forgotten. And even though we know you're never going to forget them, this is a good way for you to just remind your brain that they will never be forgotten, that they will always be in your heart. Some people choose to say a prayer or a toast or have a moment of silence, or maybe you continue to put their Christmas stocking up, anything that you can think of that feels good for you and feels authentic to your loved one. Now, number three, it's important that you write down some coping mechanisms that you can practice in the event that you start to get emotional. For example, taking a time out, going for a walk, journaling, or even excusing yourself and leaving if that's something that needs to happen. It's really important that you acknowledge that you're going to need time and space for the feelings that may arise. And you never really know what feelings are going to come up or when. So that actually brings me to tip number four, stay flexible. Keep your plan as flexible and as simple as possible. Because there may be times when you do need to skip certain activities, depending on how you're feeling or maybe how your family members are feeling. If you're invited somewhere, let the person know that you'll need to see how you're feeling on the day of the event because you may or may not be up for it. And anyone that cares for you will understand that. Don't feel pressure to overcommit yourself to doing something that may make you feel uncomfortable or may trigger you in a way. And lastly, remember that everyone experiences grief in their own way. It's really important to understand that family members may have different needs during this time. Kids may have different needs during this time. The actual day may or may not be as bad as you imagined. For some people, the anticipation of a day is harder. And for other people, the aftermath is harder. The best thing that I think anyone can do to support someone that's grieving is just simply asking, how can I support? Sometimes people assume that you need or want something, whether it's company or food or space or to talk about it or to not talk about it. And they mean well. But that's why it's important for you to be clear on what you want and what you desire moment to moment as you're coping with the wave of emotions that come with grieving. I'm going to put a few of the books that I've read on grief in my show notes in case you're interested in reading more about this. These are some of the books that really helped me. I really leaned into learning how to cope because as I mentioned earlier in the episode, these are just one of the many things that we're never taught. And it's so important that you're able to find healthy ways to cope and process all of the feelings that are inevitably going to come up, especially heightened during this season. 
Here's to honoring the ones that we've loved and lost. Happy holidays to you and yours. That's all for today. Bye for now. Thanks so much for tuning into today's episode. To learn more about how to work with me, go to eva.fit and click on the work with me button. While you're there, be sure to check out my free weight loss resources so that you can get a jumpstart on your journey. I'll see you there.